people always say that's the joke about LA. Everybody's like, yeah, the weather, what else? There's no cider mills to get apple cider donuts. That is my biggest gripe with LA. I just like drink up the seasons and I think I would miss it. She's like, okay, why don't we stand up and walk you to the back room? Oh no. (laughs) And I have to carry my clothes out in the biohazard bag. (laughs) Oh my God. Welcome back, Julie. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy almost Friday. We usually record on Fridays, but today we're recording on a Thursday because I have a big day tomorrow. I'm going to be traveling up to sort of the upstate area for a wedding at 1 p.m. in the afternoon. So I'm not available during the day. So here we are recording on uh, a day before. All right. So what are the updates from this week? Tell me something. Tell me something good about your week (laughs) or not good. (laughs) Oh, we... I had a week. <laughs> Talk about what happened yesterday. Did we yesterday or the day before? <laughs> we can discuss it. I, I'll tell you what, I think that what happened to you could be very relatable to people because I remember when I used to get blood work done, how freaked out I used to be. So may, so let's just talk about what happened yeah. to you. You went for routine blood work and what happened? <laughs> yeah, because I'm, I'm seeing a holistic doctor. So I got blood work done and they request a lot more blood work. Than a regular doctor. Okay. We could have a whole episode about my holistic doctor Ooh. journey too. Okay. That's a good one. That anyway. would be interesting to people, I think. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I go to get this blood work done and I'm always prone to fainting when I get my blood work. And to combat that, I've always, I have my breathing techniques. I just keep my eyes closed. I do all the things to ensure that I don't faint. Right. I went and I got, and plus I had to fast for like 12 hours, but I ended up fasting for longer because of just like things. So I was almost on like a 24 hour fast, it felt like. And I go to get this blood work done and they're taking the blood and it's a lot of blood and I'm breathing. I'm doing great. I was, it's in one of those quest labs. So the seat I'm getting my blood taken and doesn't recline. It's like a static chair. And after I finished the blood work, I opened my eyes and right in front of me is the little basket of all the vials of blood she just took. Got it. And I just immediately closed my eyes and I'm already feeling really like lightheaded. And she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't even try to sugarcoat. I'm like, not, not really. No. And she's like, do you need to lie down? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, okay, why don't we stand up and walk you to the back room? Oh no. <laughs> this is where everything happens not good stand up I put my arm on her shoulder she's like hold on to me I wake up on the floor covered in my own vomit oh (laughs) my god passed out and vomited all over myself oh my god oh my god I think I was out for at least like a couple of minutes that very very first of all I can relate to that I can relate to that because I have been a but fainter. Have you ever thrown up? No, I've never thrown up. <laughs> I've never thrown up while uh-huh. I fainted. It, it, no. So I, I relate to the fainting part because I've always been very lightheaded whenever I had blood work done or needles. So that's always been an issue. But I've never, I've never proper fainted because uh, during blood work because I always know when the fainting is coming. So I immediately say I'm getting lightheaded and I put my head down to get the blood back into my head, or I ask them if they, I could lay down, lie down. So, but I, I think that probably where you get it from the queasiness is maybe genetic or something mm-hmm. a lot of people i think get get queasy when they have blood work taken so interesting for me is you know what i just went through and having to have blood work regularly and have 
needles and biopsies and things in my back, spinal taps. That was really tough for me as a person who faints at needles. <laughs> so I think it, number one, it toughened me up. But number two, when I go now to get blood work, even though it's like minor and just the usual chart, I still have to focus, don't look, let them do the blood work without, without looking. I can't look. So no matter how many times you do it, you're going to have the same reaction probably. I felt like I had been hit by a truck. Like I was out for the rest of the day. There was no recovery. Oh, I know. I understand. It takes a lot out of you. Medical fa- fainting is rough. Like, how, and now I'm like, how am I supposed to get blood work again? Mm. If I know, like, you know, like how am I supposed to? It's challenging. <laughs> what? A, like, I think I'm, I'm going to have to come and hold your hand. I'm going to have to fly across the country when you get blood work I, done. I hate throwing up. I will do anything to avoid throwing up. Yeah. And the fact that I did it unconsciously like, all over myself. The poor nurse was just like cleaning up all my shit. And she's like, oh, oh, this is the best part. Oh, no. She's like, let me get you a bag for your shirt and you can just wear your jacket. And I'm like, great. And because it's a, like a blood work lab, she comes back with like a biohazard urine sample bag. And I have to carry my clothes out in the biohazard <laughs> bag. <laughs> oh my god what a day what a day what a day okay well that was your your adventure this week my week was a little different because I was in the city for longer than usual and the reason is Tom had COVID and so I couldn't go back to the beach house I had come up for Halloween with Jonathan and to help my mother shop for a recliner and having done having been up north then he tested positive. So I didn't go back down to the beach at all. So I've been here for days in the city, just having city adventures and doing my thing and really enjoying it. It was really fun because I it was the weekend of the New York City Marathon. So I got to go see the marathon. And of course that was inspirational. Now I feel like I have to run the marathon next year. It'll be my 20 year anniversary. It'll be 20 years since I ran that at the marathon last time. That would be like my 20 year anniversary. Oh my God. It was so much fun though. It was so inspiring to be at it. So we'll see. But uh, I I enjoyed being here and that was fun. The other thing that happened this week, uh, well, to follow up on our last week's discussion, because I did listen back to the podcast and to those things that came to my mind that I was like, oh, I wish I had mentioned this when we were talking about the whole, um, you know, what you're going to call is my, my pretend eating disorder, which by the way, it isn't because I'm going to tell you something that happened now that I've been paying attention to this. But number one is one thing that you said last week was this idea of you have to run a mile to eat a cookie or run a mile to eat. I want to just say that I've never connected exercise with being able, being like, that's my reward to be able to eat, to be honest, because I know from running, like the, you have to run a, a whole run to have the calories burned for a cookie. So I don't really process it that way in a way. When I, I used beg to differ. No, no. When I used to go running, you can differ. That's fine. But when I know I just have memories from childhood of you being like, I exercised twice today, so I get to eat dessert. Really? I don't think I I don't yes. remember thinking that way technically. All right. Yes. Well, that's a problem. <laughs> I don't remember thinking that way. Because I don't you, connect you and da- you and dad would call it double dipping. What does that mean? If double you exercise twice. If you exercise. Oh, double twice. dipping. We would exercise twice. Yeah, yeah. I love the double dipping term, but not because. Oh, now okay. I can eat something. Continue. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. I love re- writing history. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. And maybe I am. Maybe I am. But I always. I don't think that I thought that way. But maybe I did. So just like, 
it's helpful to have digital receipts now of things so that we can we can look back and say, oh, I, I actually thought that way. Okay. Even I you- have the mental receipts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, my my progress on this plan of like doing the half portion thing, this is what I've learned from it. Number one, I actually have lost five pounds over the course of two and a half weeks, but that's almost like a byproduct. What I have realized from doing this is not so that I'm not so rigid now. So in the beginning, I was like, I'm going to eat a half. I'm going to eat a half. It's going to be half. Now I just pay attention. And so, for example, we went out to dinner last night and I was like, okay, if I'm going to have bread, my dinner, with the things, the salad, whatever, I didn't actually eat half. I said, I'm going to have my whole piece of bread. <laughs> I'm going to have my whole dinner. And we shared a salad because me and dad always share a salad. But my point is that I think prior, I might've said, I'm gonna have two pieces of bread. And so I maybe am doing it subconsciously now because I'm being more mindful. And I think that is the trick, not so much cutting everything in half. So I'm not gonna say I stand corrected, but I still think about it a little bit. So now Megan and I got together yesterday for our little uh, coffee chat, our weekly coffee chat, Megan Lynch, who is our ad sales extraordinaire for she's our well let's call her our digital marketing director so she's doing ad sales we had a meeting and I went and we got tea and a coffee and when I went in to, to get it and I was like oh these they were like crawler donut things whatever they looked so good and I was like no I'm not going to get it and then I went oh yes I'm going to get it because I'm not depriving myself so I got one and we shared it and I ate it happily and I was like this is okay and it so I want to prove to the point that I'm not not getting something I am eating what I want And last night we had dessert and they were great. Little donuts, you know, the donuts with the (laughs) dipping sauce. So the -hmm. point is, I think that I'm onto something. And I, like I said last week, I'm solving the diet crisis. (laughs) At least I'm solving it for me because I don't feel like I'm on a diet, but I'm actually, wow, look at this. I'm actually, you know, losing a few pounds. And I know you don't have a scale. So whatever, whatever, we're going to talk about that. But I have a scale and I do get on it. And I'm just happy. That's my benchmark for progress. (laughs) Okay. Okay. We can agree to disagree. Sound good? Moving on. Moving on. So that's the progress. All right. What do we want to talk about this week? What's the topic, Julie? You tell me because you're so excited about this. I am excited about this topic. Julie's not as excited as I am. I want to talk about life, lifestyle in living in a city like New York versus living in LA. And the reason I think it would be a relatable topic is I think, number one, a lot of people listening maybe don't even live in a major city. And so they don't even know the certain nuances of living in a city versus living in a suburb. And number two, I think because New York and LA are both big cities, but they're very different lifestyle cities. And I do think, let's say someone's considering moving to another city, maybe this topic would be something where they could tap into it and say, oh, I like that and I like like that and that. So I probably would prefer to live in a city like New York versus LA or vice versa. So let's dive in. All right. Because you have the experience almost of having lived in both. You've never really lived here full time in the city, but you spent enough mm-hmm. time here to, to know what city lifestyle is. Would you yeah. say that's correct? Okay, good. Yes, yes, yeah. And I have spent more time in LA now because I call myself bi-coastal. So I'm always out there watching your comedy shows. I'm getting a sense of LA life. Mm-hmm. All right. So we you both are. can talk a little bit on the topics on both sides. And you can tell me what you love more most about where you live and I can tell you what I love about being here. So let's, Mm -hmm. let's start at the top. Okay. 
And I have a list of bullet points, which are, we're going to cover. But I, when I immediately thought of, you know, as I was talking about the subject with you just now, I was thinking when I first moved to New York, some of the things that hit me so much on a day-to-day basis, for example, this is very, very silly, taking out the trash. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> when I moved here and all I have to do is walk 10 steps to the little garbage room, put the thing in the chute and it goes down and I never have to deal with barrels going out, barrels coming in. Oh, the barrels are disgusting because the squirrels got in them. That was a major, major plus for me. That was like, put it on the list of the things I love about (laughs) life. Then all the trash is on the sidewalk. (laughs) True. It's a problem. But it's, it's not a problem like for you don't me have to, in this apartment right now. Yeah, you don't have to deal with it in your apartment or your living space. But then you go outside and you walk four blocks and it's like trash, 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 trash. And this is a, this is true. And they do take it away. So there's days where there's no trash on the sidewalk. When? There is, there is. I'm not always seeing trash. They have trash day and then all the trash goes away. Yeah, I know, I know. Listen, I could do a whole subject I have, we could do a whole podcast on trash because no, 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 let's not. No, but I'm no, going to no. tell you when I when I was working in in advertising and I had my intern Kelly. I don't know if she listens to this podcast, but one time we were talking about something and I just went on a tangent because she was empty. empty I'm doing something with the garbage and I was like, Kelly, you know what just blows my mind? Where does all the garbage go? Like it just it suddenly overwhelmed me and it's something that I think about a lot because we just throw it out and then we don't see it again, but it goes somewhere. And every single person living in every single house takes their trash and it goes somewhere. And that freaks me out a little. And when I saw that movie Wally, I was almost never the same because it was like, this is my nightmare come true. I'm watching it in an animated movie. Blah. It's interesting that you started on the trash because it's one of the biggest things having lived for me in New York and then, you know, living in Chicago and now LA is that there's both such clean cities compared to New York. Chicago. Chicago has alleys. That's where all the trash goes. And I like, I don't know. It's clean. Where does the trash go? Yeah. Where does the trash go there? I don't care where it goes. I mean, I can't, <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. But out of sight and is out of mind. Okay, it's we, not we, out we of reality. <laughs> we could do, I said we could do a whole podcast Let's on the off, subject. Let's get off trash. Let's move on from the trash. trash. I just remember it being a really, really major, like, wow, this is great situation when I moved here. All right. So let's start with weather and le- what you love about being in LA, obviously. Is because people always say that's the joke about LA. Everybody's like, yeah, the weather, yeah. what else? Right. What do you think about that? Um, we could also talk about Chicago since I live there. Mm-hmm. This could be a trio. Oh, I like it. I've lived in both the weather in LA after living in the city with seasons and cold, being in the Midwest for eight years. The LA weather is fucking amazing. Okay. It's a plus. <laughs> it's like the biggest selling point ever <laughs> it is so nice that it is november 9th and it's 80 going to be 80 degrees today and we're going to go play pickleball and we're going to go hiking this weekend we might go to the beach this weekend oh. and it's november oh, and you the love weather, it you love it i love it and i think it helps so much because there's more to do than just eat or drink mm-hmm. whereas especially in chicago in the winter sometimes we felt like we're just in the cycle of like Eating and drinking are the only activities to do because it's so cold. Ah, uh, yes. Those are the only options. Those are the activities you go to eat. Uh, yeah. yeah. And like, obviously, there's tons of stuff to do in Chicago. There's museums, there's this, there's that, you know, tons of stuff to do. 
but it just feels like everything, especially in the winter, which ends up being like eight months of the year, you're like, oh my God, I'm just inside. You're not and active. It's so, yeah. It's so refreshing to be outside and be able to eat outside in December. And I'm, yeah. And I do like, I miss the seasons. It is hard around this time, especially in the fall, because I love the fall. There's no, like, not as much foliage. Mm. There's no cider mills within driving distance. Oh. Unless you want to drive, like, four hours. There's no cider mills to get apple cider donuts. That is my <laughs> biggest gripe with LA, I think, right oh now. There's no apple cider donuts. <laughs> I have to say, I was, you know, counterpoint to your point of loving the weather there. I love the changing seasons. I've never lived in Chicago, so I haven't had brutal change in seasons where it's painfully cold, right? But I love the foliage. I love the trees mm -hmm. when they change color. I love when it gets crispy outside. And it's like yesterday when we had our little coffee sitting outside, it was like chilly and we had coats on and it was, I do love it. And I think that it mm -hmm. helps my mindset of like progress. Like we've moved from season to season where we get to change clothes because we can wear cozy sweater, sweater weather. <laughs> wear cozy sweaters <laughs> and then we can wear like bundly like for a cozy sweater right I now i know you are well <laughs> your your place is a little good good for you it's a little chilly inside so it helps but i don't know i just like the changing seasons and partly maybe because i'm postmenopausal so of course i know what it was like to be hot all the time and have hot flashes and be wanting to be out in a brisk cold because that would was the only thing that would help so there's partly that that i run i run temperature warm so i like having the cold come. And I just love when the first snowfall comes and I love everything about every season. So it's, I just like drink up the seasons and I think I would miss it mm -hmm. if I was full-time. I love visiting LA and I love when I get off the plane, it's warm and sunny and it's wonderful. And I'm like, this is the life, but mm -hmm. I would miss this. I would miss the seasons. I, I know I would if I mm -hmm. lived there. So weather is a plus. And it's always the joke of people like on, I've seen this on TikTok when people move to LA and it's like, the weather's great. And it's like, okay, okay, give us something else. What else besides the weather? So let's move on. What else besides the weather? So weather does affect lifestyle. So talk to me about a little bit the lifestyle because the things that you do, I know you never were a hiker before, at least I don't remember you being a hiker. So did that really no. start? <laughs> Hiking really started when you moved to LA, right? Yeah. It's like the thing to do. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But it's also, it's like my ideal hiking setup because mm -hmm. it's hiking along the coast and along the beach and you're getting ocean views. And that's like my optimal ideal hiking. Like I don't necessarily need to be in mountains and in the woods. Right. And you don't want to climb no. too much, right? I don't want to climb. <laughs> I rather hike. Tom, you're not Tommy's kind of hike. Let's talk about Tommy's yeah. kind of hikes. Tommy's yeah. hikes are aggressive workouts. We're sorry, Jenner. I mean, but but yeah, we hike a lot more because it's like a great way to be outside, a great way to get exercise, see the city. And it's mm. fun sometimes. And I will say you can do aggressive, <laughs> you can do aggressive hikes there if you choose them, yeah. right? If you were a really aggressive hiker that wanted to do a lot of climbing. It's fun. When it's I, just nice to I'm, have like an outdoor activity that's not eating or like okay. eating it, you know? I don't yeah. know. It's like, good. It's fun. And your other activity is pickleball, which we know you do a whole set of your mm -hmm. comedy set about pickleball. So that's, that's fun. You're enjoying the pickleball life. Yeah. You're, the pickleball you're... courts are a rooftop in West Hollywood. Oh, so wow. It's like gorgeous views of the Do you belong? Do you, are you a member or you just can go? No, it's like you can just sign up and you have to pay to reserve the court, but it's pretty cheap and fantastic. That's really nice. Year round. Yeah. 
That's really nice. So as a pickle, pickleball aficionado, aficionado now, and you have a whole set on it, you're living like the fake retired life at the current juncture. <laughs> mm-hmm. When you play pickleball, you're like a retired person. Yep, that's the Living joke. the dream. That is the joke. Love it. All right. Any other activities? Going to the beach. It's nice being able to go year round as well. Yeah. I know like you're not, it's not necessarily like you're going to go out and tan in like January here, but just that it's an option. Right. To like go and go for a walk or just nice. see, be in the vicinity. You know, I love the beach. So yeah, that's big. That's good. That's a draw. Bonus. All right. So yeah. I'm going to on, on kind of, kind of bounce off that on the city lifestyle with activities, obviously a little different. We're not, it's not hiking, but I do find that New York city life is a lot of walking. And it's, if you choose to embrace it that way, if you're a person who likes to walk, you can get anywhere. I never, I never would think about like, let me take a cab if it's like um, two miles away. But if I was in New Jersey, when we lived in the suburbs, if something's two miles away, I wouldn't walk there. It wouldn't even occur to me to walk there. I would get in the car and drive there. Mm-hmm. Probably the same with you in LA. If it's two miles away, usually we'd get in the car and drive, yeah, right? That's one of my least favorite parts about LA. When we decided to live here, I was like, we need to find a neighborhood that's walkable because right. after living in Chicago and New York, I was like, I'm not giving up the walkability. Yeah. So we it really is nice. It's really walkable. But yeah, it's like you have to actively choose to walk here or like exercise, whereas in New York or Chicago, it's like being active is kind of like ingrained into your day to day. Yeah. Whereas here, you have to go out and like seek people drive to go for a walk. <laughs> yes. And so I'm just thinking like you drive to go to a hike instead of walking to the hike place, which maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know if the hikes maybe are far, but like I would never consider, I would not consider getting in a car and driving to the West Side Highway and parking and then getting on a, you know, going for a run or walk or Mm -hmm. getting on a bike. I would just get on a city bike and drive there or actually walk over there. So I like, Mm -hmm. I really, really, boy, this is going to be a tough one because I'm such a city lover that I almost have nothing negative to say about living in the city. I love being able to walk everywhere. I love the whole idea of when I go to get groceries, I don't load up 10 bags of groceries anymore. I go and I get like the 10 things I need and I bring them home. whatever I can carry. And sometimes I get too many things. I'm like annoyed. Now I have to carry and they're heavy. So I like that from years of doing that, those Costco trips and getting 10,000 rolls of toilet paper and everything's in the basement and constantly like you have tons of excess because you don't, you're nesting out there and you have to keep extra things on hand because if you needed something, you'd have to drive to get it. And so I like very, very, very much like this lifestyle of just having what I need and a limited quantity because it's like right down the block. I can just go get it anytime I want. And I love it. It's my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. I also activities wise, you know, sometimes people will say to me, oh, what should I do when I come to the city? What should I see? And the the interesting thing is I have like a list of things I will tell them to go and su- do and see. But when I look at the list, they're not like, they're not, uh, the activity would be, for example, walk the high line. So it's like, go walk, see things. So it's, it's seeing using, that's why visual vision is such an important thing to me. Like I love the idea that I can go to the West side and walk up the high line and there's always new art on the high line to see outdoor art is everywhere. Walking. I would, I would tell people like, go walk in this neighborhood, go walk in that neighborhood. So my activities that I suggest are usually to go and look and experience a thing versus go to do a thing. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? 
So for, and then what I, the other thing I love is, for example, the other night we had met an artist, uh, Chris Anderson and I had met an artist on the street of, on the Upper West Side when we, after we left a coffee shop and we were talking to her, she was loading up these motorcycle helmets in her car. They were so cool. We we're like, well, oh, what is that? And we immediately struck up a conversation. She's immediately following us on Instagram. And then she's been sending me her art shows on Instagram. So the other night she sent me one and she said, oh, we're going to be at the Oculus in this, uh, in this canvas room, whatever, come and see our art show. So it was so amazing that I could just hop a subway, go downtown, grab my friend, Jackie, who now from Chatham, who now lives around the corner. We went down, we saw the art show, go across by the Brookfield place, grab some dinner. The activities could be spontaneous, but very unusual. And that is something I love about it. It's just so vibrant and interesting and the people, and they're so into it. And this woman was introducing us around to all the other artists and she was showing us, you know, we got to meet the model who was in some of the art and everything to me is so stimulating and cultural and I could just drink it up. I love it. I don't know. I I know this is probably going to be a sales pitch for living in New York, but, and there's going to be things that I'm saying that people would be like, yee, no interest, but I just, I really, I just love it. I'm into it. So Mm -hmm. good. So good. And I just like, there's restaurants that are the neighborhood spots. You don't have to go to the trending. Every, a lot of the restaurants are ridiculous because you can't even get into them. There's like the hottest restaurant and it's always trending. But now I have the app called ResX where if somebody wants to give up a reservation, they can then, you can take their reservation and you have to go in Mm -hmm. as them. So I have that app and Mm -hmm. I've been looking at that to see if that's worth, you know, if you want to get into a hot spot, you might be able to get into one at the last minute. That's fun. I don't know, so many things and just uh, going to see the New York City Marathon and being at an event like that and being with people. Mm, Anyway, let's move on to the people. Okay. Okay. While we're talking about this. So the people of the people of New York versus the people of LA, do you see a difference? If you've been to both places, do you see a difference? Mm -hmm. Do you feel a difference? Ooh, silence thinking. I don't know. It's kind of hard because I've met a lot of people out here that I feel like are very East Coast minded. Oh. But that live in LA. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could see that. So it doesn't really feel like I've, I haven't really met, like most of the people I've met here, made friends with are, transplants. are all transplants. Yes. I haven't really met any like born and raised Los, we'll say Los like Angeles LA right. people. Uh, right. Because like, okay. they're all, I feel like, very ingrained in their own. Mm-hmm. So it's like all the people I've met are transplants. So it's like people from like the Northeast, people from like, Texas people from like the Midwest like I've met people from all over versus so it's kind of hard to say if like I don't know the vibe like LA natives it's kind of hard for me to like give a grasp on it right we don't really know you don't really know them I'm gonna have I'm gonna have know any native LA people I'm gonna have to think about if I know any I know our our our, my music guy well (laughs) my Mike Mike Schmidt uh, our music guy he's from He's, oh, I, was say, I thought you were going to say you don't know any native New Yorkers. And I was like, oh, no, yeah. not native. I know I'm saying for you, native LA people. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Mike lives out there, but I think he's more in the Pasadena areas than on LA, but still West Coast. But it's not like you're hanging out with him and seeing what the difference in the vibe is. No. And, Everyone I've met is like a transplant, essentially. Yeah. Um, 
So I feel like I vibe with the people that I've met because they're transplants and maybe they're not like typical, like LA Valley. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You haven't really met that. I don't know. Well, that's funny. Cause I, I mean, do I know a lot of native New Yorkers now that I think of it? I mean, I'm not dad hanging out with anybody. Dad's a native New Yorker, but, but he lived in, does it count? He lived in the suburbs for 20 years or 30, you know what I mean? So we lived in the suburbs. He's like from New York. Yeah, he's from New York. And he, so let's, let's talk about this a little bit because this is very uh, telling. So when I go out and I shoot my TikToks on the street and the New Yorkers are oblivious, we are in general, New Yorkers go about their business. They don't care what's happening. And then just walking on by. And my gosh, even last night we were walking home from a restaurant and a girl fell, dropped down onto the, the pavement. I thought she hit her head and and me and dad just stopped. And we we're like, oh my God, is she okay? And we walked over to her. And at that point, another woman walked over to her and she was, this girl was very, very drunk, like to a scary degree. She couldn't even stand up. So the woman was helping her up and me and dad, I mean, I think most people would have just kept on walking, but the two of us, I was like, no, we got to see if she's okay. My goodness. And we helped her up and mm-hmm. they were trying to get her into an Uber home. But in general, people just walk on by. And you can be in the kookiest outfit. No one's really paying attention. And you can be your own self here in a way that I don't think you can be in many cities. I don't think so. I think, I, th- I feel like it's a very similar vibe in LA. So. Oh, yeah. I don't think people. You think, think people just are oblivious, like walk on by, like when you're, when you go to the yeah. West Hollywood, the farmer's market, it's like people just live in their life. Like do whatever you want. Yeah. No one's paying attention. People are, we're in the line of influencers over here. So no one gives a oh. shit if you have a camera out and you're like making content. Like, you know? <laughs> Okay. Yeah, that's true. I, what, from what I've seen, when I walk by your place, you have that one wall there that has everybody's taking pictures and they're doing their thing. So it is very similar. I think the condensed amount of passerbyers on the street because there's so many people walking around. Maybe it's just more mm-hmm. apparent here. So, but I do think uh, New Yorkers, native New Yorkers are so helpful, always willing to, you know, if I stop and I ask somebody directions, I've never had a person just like ignore me. When I stop and ask people to film my TikToks for me, they're so nice. <laughs> I haven't met anybody that's ever said no. Yeah. How could they say no? I'm like, can you film this for me? <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway, so I do love the people of New York and I think that it's mm-hmm. a, a special breed of people that are willing. They get a bad rap in a lot of media, but in general, I think it's mostly good people. But the people that I have become friendly with are, are also transplants just because I know them mm-hmm. from other, other places in my life. <clears throat> and then we've reconnected here. So, but it's also time factor. I don't have... I'm in the city, I'm working, I have projects. And then I go out and I do my thing. I don't need a person to be with me to do things. I feel very comfortable going out and shopping by myself or going for a bike ride by myself. I don't feel like I need company all the time. I'm not that kind of person. So I haven't really seeked like, I need a friend because I won't do this if I'm not, if I don't have a friend to do it with. I just feel like Mm -hmm. bonus. Now I have a friend living around the corner. (laughs) That's nice. Mm -hmm. I have like different people I can get together with now. And it's like, oh, this is nice. So it's evolving but the people are awesome. What's next on our list to discuss? I guess uh, food. Well, we have, I have food and culture. So let's talk, and we talked a little bit about culture, but let's, so first let's talk, I think food, because it's your area that that you love to curate and you are very into finding the great places to eat, knowing where the best, whatever pastries are, things I barely pay attention to, but you really, really pay attention to it. So do you find there is a big difference in LA versus Chicago versus 
New York, or do you find that these are three major cities with excellent food options? <laughs> what would you say? Um, okay. LA and New York are definitely probably on the same page of like, okay. there's just so many places mm-hmm. and you could go to a restaurant, new restaurant every single day and like still not go to every single one before you die or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like there are so many places. And I think we've had really good food in LA really good food in Chicago, really good food across all three cities. It's hard to say which one's my favorite food city. Um, but we've been really like, not like happily surprised, but like honestly, yeah, happily surprised by like the food scene in LA because there's been really a great range of food where there's like really good cheap eats, really good. That's what I was going to ask you. And really good, like expensive food. It's not like, good, good. that's probably maybe the one thing like in New York, it feels like everything is expensive. It's hard to find like cheap eats that aren't going to like ruin your stomach. Right, right, right. <laughs> I was going to, I was actually going to so ask you that like, very question. So I'm glad you addressed it. I feel like there's a lot of good cheap eats in LA that are like some of the best food. Like some of our favorite foods are like the $2 taco stands that we get on the side of the road. And I'm not eating at a two dollar like, taco stand yeah. in New York. Not a chance. No, but <laughs> there isn't even a two dollar taco stand. That's the thing. It's like well, I won't eat, I'm not eating at the falafel no. stands either. Well, those those street talk those street hot dogs now are like eight dollars. Oh, that's true. That's, that you know, it's even that when you when the street hot dogs are expensive. Oh my god! That's how you know there's no cheap food. I stopped to get a water from one of those vendors, and I mm-hmm. said, "Oh, can I have a bottle of water?" And he said. Well, I thought he said $10. Honestly, he said, ten, he just said it so fast. And I said, $10. And he goes, no, $2. But quite frankly, I wouldn't have been surprised if it was $10 for a bottle of water. Like, that's why I kind of did a double take, but I didn't do a double take like, hell no, forget it. I was really thirsty. So I probably would have paid $10 for the I might've gone mm-hmm. to a deli at that point. <clears throat> it was just really funny because it wouldn't have surprised me if there was a bottle of water on the side of the road from a street mm-hmm. vendor that was ten dollars. So I guess that's the point. <laughs> I'm so seasoned mm-hmm. to knowing how much things are going to cost here, but I don't know if, of any like two dollar tacos or cheap eats. But I'm sure if we did some digging and we said, "Oh, what's a good place?" and we might be able to find it. Probably we could dig into TikTok and look for cheap mm-hmm. eats in New York. And probably it's, just I think a it's just harder doing... to find. It's right. I feel like all the places that are that blow up on TikTok or social yeah, media are the trendiest places. They're always expensive, whereas here, a trendy, inexpensive place you, could blow up and be super popular. Do you think it's because of the rents that they're paying in these shops? I mean, pay possibly because where are the cheap food in LA? Are they places where they could afford to do? It's all over. Cheap, but it's like a... I feel like a, it doesn't discriminate. Uh, okay. I mean, the cheapest food are the street tacos where people are just posted up on the sidewalk and like with their right. taco So truck. they don't have any overhead so they can charge cheap tacos, yeah, but, the, but neither do the street vendors in New York. <laughs> they don't have overhead yeah, either. Exactly. The street. All right. So let's move on from food. So we've got culture. Now let's talk about, I think a difference in culture with LA to New York right off the bat. Okay. Not so much in Chicago, because I think Chicago has more, more of the art and theater thing. LA is going to be more, the way I see it from the outside, more um, touristy, like with Universal Studios and, you know, Hollywood Studio or being, going into Culver City. And the culture to me is more, do you think it's more movie, movie based from being a city like that? I know there's obviously there's museums, but there would be a museum where you'd go see, uh, what's the one near you we were going to go see? It was like a um, 
motion picture museum or something like that. Like they're related, it's related to LA lifestyle versus just more general cultural things. Do you agree or disagree? I don't I don't know. It's more like I'm asking the question than anything. I'm not really saying. I guess I disagree. I mean, oh. it seems like everything is just around Hollywood and entertainment, but there are really good art museums. There are really nice like non-entertainment museums and cultural things to do. Okay. So our goal, so, the next goal when I come out there is for us to do one of them. You like don't like each, museums though. I like museums. <laughs> what do you mean? I just went to see a, an amazing art show at this I do. I've crossed over. I didn't used to like museums okay. when I was younger. You like I didn't museums, like, you like the speed walk through them. <laughs> I don't. I just, I see what I see and I like to keep on going. We, okay. We took you and dad to the Getty, which is like a big museum in LA and you both just walk through. You don't even like look at the art. You're just like, mm. cool. That was it. So that's why we never put museums on the itinerary when you come. <laughs> All right. I'll be I'm a better museum. I'll be I'm a better museum saying. patron in the future. <laughs> But let's add that to the list for, for the next time. I think that would be fun mm-hmm. to pick one rather cultural thing. But like, for example, in New York, I recently went to a dance show. I took Aunt Catherine, actually. And we, it was the thing, the thing that I really love is the, the way I find out about these things. So for example, the lady on the woman that I met with the helmets on the side of the road, like amazing. And then I end up at her art show. It's so random. Now I there's a maitre d' at a restaurant that we go to a lot in our neighborhood. And she chitty chat all the time when I see her. And she I find, come to find out she's a dancer and she has a dance troupe. And I was like, oh, do you perform? And she said, oh yeah, we have a performance coming up. And the next thing you know, I'm at the maitre d's dance troupe's performance on the 10th, 13th floor of a building in an artist's living, what do they call it when it's an artist's residence where artists live together? I guess it's an artist residence anyway. So it's, that's where this show was. So I think what I love is the spontaneous random finds for culture, for cultural things, just that are in the most unexpected places, which one, it might be attributed to the fact that I chit chat with every single person, or I am open to learning about people. So I find out about these things. So it might be just yeah. me. You think so? That's, it's more like yeah. me personally. Because <laughs> maybe another person yeah. wouldn't even know about it. But yeah, because there's tons of that in LA. Everyone here doing something. Everyone's trying to be an actor, stand up. So it's a matter of knowing and finding. So it's a matter of knowing and talking. I don't think it's a matter of, I think that's happening in every city. I don't think that's just exclusive to New York. There's always things happening. There's always... It's just about finding them. Yeah. Just like now that you're in the comedy scene, which is really cool, you you are finding out more about these comedy things. And now because Mm -hmm. you're in the comedy scene, I'm way more tuned into the comedy scene in (laughs) New York. So I recently went on the... One of the nights when I was here by myself, I a friend of mine from TikTok, I found out he was performing at the Triad Theater where you performed. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, let me see if I can, you know, find a friend to go with. And me and Megan went to see Ben Hawes. I'll give him a shout out here. I'll put him in the show notes. I'm going to put all the things we talked about, if I can remember, into the show notes. But Ben performed at the Triad Theater and he did musical comedy. And it was so interesting because it was a variety show. So it was a comedian a musical comedian and then a rapper and then another band. So it was a different kind of show. And that again, I would have never gone to that except that he invited me from TikTok. I was like, oh, perfect time. I'm going to go see him, see him perform in his show. It was so, so amazing, super cool. And he's very funny. So I have visions of you and him performing a set together. Can mm-hmm. we make this happen? Sure. 
<laughs> it would you would be so complimentary because it's like his vibe is so different than yours, but it's not a vulgar humor. So it's like you both have mm-hmm. like funny, relatable, feel good humor. And I like that. Mm-hmm. I don't like to go to where it's humor and people are making fun of people or putting people down or it's making people feel bad or it's like every other thing is like F this, F this, F this, F that. And like after a while that just gets gets old. Not funny. Yeah. Not funny. Personal taste. Not mm-hmm. for me. All right. Should we so wrap I think, this up? Yes, I think, final... we should, I think we should wrap it up. And my final question for, well, I haven't asked any questions. So my question to end this episode is, Julie, where else, what other city or place would you want to live if you were not living in New York, LA, or Chicago? Well, if you're not living in LA and, and not choosing back to New York or Chicago, where else would you want to live? <laughs> um, that's the thing. Nowhere else in the United States. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It'd have to be abroad. All right. But I feel like that is open. You know, it'd be cool to go back to Australia. I think it'd be cool to live in London or like a big European city. But in the United States, I feel like LA, New York, and Chicago are Stephen and I's like three main cities of like these are the places like we want to live. Or if we're rich enough, San Diego. In oh. a big house on in La Jolla. <laughs> Sweet. I'm yeah, going to come and visit. That's like, <laughs> yeah. So we're not there yet. But yeah, the the majority of our findings so is that we are big city people. All right. And, that, and you've yeah, covered the cities. So you've covered the cities that you've wanted to live in in the United States, which is pretty impressive for a 27-year-old. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm proud of you. Thanks. Okay. Now I, I'm going to just throw in, would I want to live in another city? And I've given this some thought because I knew I was going to ask you the question. So I gave a minute of thought to it mm-hmm. for myself. And I will honestly say that I will always want to be based in New York City. That's where, so I don't mind if I was going to say for a month in the winter, we'll come to San Diego and live in La Jolla on a big house on the hill. We'll find something nice. But I, I like the idea of maybe living abroad in Paris, in Paris for a month at some point in my life or living, picking a city in Italy and, or a little quaint countryside in Italy. But I don't mm-hmm. ever want to live there and move, say, uproot, move and move there for a year and move my belongings and move my life. It doesn't interest me at this point. And it's more for me about travel and experience and maybe experience for a longer than a week vacation that I would be that would be appealing to me but I home is here in New York City now the big apple baby and that's it we know this could have been a whole ad for New York it's just how you and dad always how everyone talks about New York it's like a big ad <laughs> you didn't touch on any of the negatives <laughs> oh my god oh I have a couple of negatives it's but fun. I'm not going to end with them <laughs> I know I was on up note and the negatives are so temporary and they're so just based on, oh, that happened. That's so annoying. And then I just move on and I only see the good things. So mm-hmm. let's just keep our rose colored glasses on. At least I'm going to keep mine on for New York City. All right. I'll let you. Thank you. Yours truly. I'm Julie. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a comment. I've put a lot of things in the show notes below. So feel free to read, click and experience some of the things I was talking about in the episode and some of the things Julie mentioned. 
And you know where to find us on our social media. That's at The Mothership with a U. For me and for Julie, it's at Julie Polisi. And that's without an E, so J-U-L-I-P-O-L-I-S-E. Together, we are HelloSocialize.com, serving up the weekly creative forecast, which has really done a number recently because we have released our beginner TikTok course. And that course now has grown our email list exponentially. And it's so exciting. It's also a thing that we do two times a week now where we send out trends, updates, content ideas, music suggestions, and updates. And we take questions and we answer those questions on in the Friday issue. So I'm loving it. Julie's loving it. And we are excited to bring that to you every week. Do you have anything to add? Julie. There are any questions, I still want to do a listener's question episode. So submit those to either of us on Instagram. Yes. Please. <laughs> and together we are yours truly dot the podcast on Instagram. So you can drop your questions there. Thank you so much. And we will see you next week. <laughs>